You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. You notice how when people call in, they tend to call back. I feel like that's a, it's a good sign that you should call in because it's a it's a it's a cool thing, you know. People do it and they're like that's something that I want to do again. I just I just throwing it out there. It just occurred to me, so I'm just going to put it out there for you. If you're if you're on the fence about calling in, and I thought there was going to be a real smooth intro into this call, and it's just sitting here loading on me. So, so how you doing? Doing pretty good there. What is happening here? Hey, Jackie. Hey. Um, hell of a game. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Um, kind of hated my last call where I was being a jack and yelling at you, so I apologize for that. Honestly, don't remember, but I appreciate that. Let me, uh, let me, let me bleep you here. Oh, the Jersey Mike thing. Jersey Mike. I don't, what, what was that about, though? I don't remember. You... We're defending Jersey Mike, but I don't remember like what you said. Doesn't matter. The frustration I found later on in that podcast, you're talking about the level of patience that people have. And I think I've realized that my frustration with most of the, the fan base is that my level of patience is way higher. I was Fair expecting enough. the entire year to be a show. Um, could still turn out that way. It's looking good now, though. Uh, two out of three on that gauntlet. Uh, but, I mean, my, my patient level was set all the way through next season, to be honest with you. So, I mean, that's probably why I was getting more angry with the fans than I was the team. So, everybody out there, I'm sorry. Um, anyhow, football-related stuff. Yeah, um, that last drive when Detroit was took the ball over at like with eight minutes and 30 seconds left. Gary wasn't up there at all until they got down to like the 10 yard line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, their, their rotation seems to be set way too heavy towards 
um, edge rusher three or four and five or three and four or whatever they are. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, love looked uh, fantastic. That I don't know what to say about that throw to Jaden Reed. Um, I saw the replay this morning and it went like around three guys to get to him so that was probably like I don't know if he intended to do that or if it was supposed to go to Watson but just the fact that that pass got in there it was that's that's what I'll probably remember for a while um gonna make a purchase this uh I don't know if I should say this. He might be a listener now. But I'm going to get my son a Jane Reed Christmas um, gift jersey. Sorry, Jane Reed jersey. We're going to be going to the Panthers game. We're going to drive up um, from Florida to go to that game on Christmas Eve. So he'll have some new swag, and uh, we'll be there to guide us to a win. All right, guys, go Pack Go. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for the podcast. Yeah, hopefully he's not listening. Um I think that makes sense what you're saying, and I've I've alluded to it at least the first part of the call, um, in maybe different aspects, which is how you feel about things depends on what you thought coming into it. And a lot of people did expect that in other words, the expected path was I have confidence in this team, but not early. I think early it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be ugly. There's gonna be off throws, wrong routes, drop passes, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think as the season progresses, it's going to continue to slowly get better and better. And maybe, you know, halfway through next year, maybe all the way through next year, whatever, then we'll start to finally let it come into play. If that was your thought process, things have gone exactly as you expected. And it's like, why is everybody else an idiot? But everybody else had their own ideas of how they thought that this would go. And it could have gone a bunch of different ways. So that that does change the way that we feel about stuff depending on how we think things will go um yeah and as i said with the rashawn gary thing i understand rotation i understand he's injured i think with two and a half minutes left when they have when they have to throw the ball he should not be off the field period unless he has some kind of a a thing where he cannot play he needs to be on the field but if he can't play he better not go back on the field if you're putting him back on the field that means he can play which means he should be in there this is a critical drive in a critical game against a division rival this is your opportunity to win he needs to stay out there no matter what stop the rotating bs put him out there send him after the quarterback every single play hey me again hey the reason i was that prompted my call is the the podcast today i don't know if you use a program or something to say truncate your sentences and to, to, to clip the end of a long sentence or something, but we're getting like we're getting most of the sentence and then we're getting a cutoff sentence. It'll be like, yeah, Green Bay did really well in the third corner where they got that intercept. But yeah, the defense really didn't do great because they were 10 yards off the line of script. So I don't know what's wrong with that, but Maybe other people aren't saying it. I don't know. No, it's probably on my end. I know, um, I don't know. what. Once in a while, it can kind of do that if I... One of the problems I have is that I don't edit the podcast. And so rather than, like, if I have to collect my thoughts, like, just right there, I just 
stopped and hit the pause button. Now, I think I can do that a little too fast. There's a little bit of a delay, so I should let it go, pause, and then go from there. And instead, it's just, it's such a, like, my finger just stays on the P button for pause, and every time I take a a, a break to collect my thought, even a half a second, I just hit the P button. And it's like simultaneous, end of sentence P, and because I think the software is... You know, it's it, in other words, it's going to respond to me pausing it before it catches all of my sentence. I think that can cause it to kind of get cut off. And I think maybe if I've got too much stuff running on my computer, it might create a bigger gap where it's just not all caught up. It could be other stuff. I don't really know. It's a free program. Uh, but I do apologize. I know that's been a thing for a while. I know for a long time, and maybe this is still the thing, it was always S's got cut off. And people just thought like I had like some kind of a speech impediment or something <laughs> like Packer instead of Packers. And that that's another one, too, where th- those do get cut off, because if you look at Packers, I can even see the uh, little thing or whatever. The, the S is quite a bit later. It's weird how if you cut off the end of a sentence, it changes the whole where the, the S is going. It's like it feels like it's immediately. It's not. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. But anyways, no, it's it's not you. It's it's me classic right no but it's been happening for i don't know a bit now not as bad as it is today but so fyi the last parts of your words are getting cut off at the end of sentences still understand what you say but it's annoying all right peace and love peace and love yeah and i mean if, if it starts clipping off whole sentences or whatever and to to the point where you can't understand what i'm trying to say that's a problem um you know, if it's line of scrim it and that guy cut, like, I, I'm guessing you can figure out what I was going to say. So I'll just probably leave it. But if it does get to the point, and I, you know, again, I don't go back and listen to these anymore. I used to do that years ago. I just, I get, I'm tired of hearing myself by the time I'm done recording. I, the last thing I want to do is re-listen to the whole thing all over again. So if it gets to that point where it's like, I can't even comprehend what you're saying and this is unlistenable, please tell me because I would like you to continue listening. That would be fantastic. Don't leave me. <laughs> Hello, caller number five here. Hey, what's up, man? Um, sorry if I sound a little sick. Obviously, it was Thanksgiving with all the people and all the drinking and all the food mm-hmm. and all the smoke outside. So, um, just recovering right now. But um, <clears throat> the 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 game, the game. Uh, Jordan Love was uh, the last couple weeks, honestly, ha- has been so freaking good, man. And it's so nice to see a guy doing this progression that we've been waiting for all season, and we're finally seemingly getting it. Um, some of the long balls still need a little work on placement, maybe um, getting it to them. Sure. I'm not going to put blame on that bigness at the end on him. He had pressure in his face. Right. We couldn't really right. step into it. Um, so he, he sort of short-armed it. But still, he's, he's made progress every single uh, week for the last, what, four or five weeks? Pretty yeah. sweet. Uh, and we were completely devastated on uh, defense and offense this game. So, I, I don't know, man. It's it's, uh, it's really refreshing. We might have found the guy. I'm still not ready to fully commit yet. Sure, um, although I do fully commit on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to get that confidence. But I'm, I'm just, has there ever been a uh, sort of a player that was so up and down in, in a year, and do you think there's going to be anything? Uh, I know we still have some some ways to go, but do you think there's going to be anything that we can gleam off of 
if we have the guy or not. Like, let's say we somehow end up with a pick and there's a there's a quarterback sitting there. What do you think they're going to do? What would you do if you were the GM? Um, just curious, based on what we've seen so far and what we've seen the last five weeks, where he's he's looked like the dude, man. He just has. Um, anyway, just curious what you have to say. Also, I just read um, Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I was told that Joe Douglas was a genius. Anyway, I know. I heard that. I heard that same rumor that he's a genius and our guy's an idiot or something. Um, yeah, Lazard is amazing. Um, what the heck was I going to say? <laughs> I was trying to figure out which thing to comment on first, and then I forgot all the things you mentioned. I'm so glad that this transcribes. It helps me, helps jog my memory. Oh, the the first thing I wanted to mention, you were talking about his throws and whatnot, and some of them were off this out of the other. Somebody posted um, all of his bad throws from the Chiefs game, and I, I was watching it, and I'm looking at it, going, "No, like that's that's not Jordan Love. Like you know, it's it's like Jordan could definitely have a bad day. He will have a bad day again. That's going to probably this year. Could be as early as the Chiefs game. But I'm looking at those throws, going, "That's not Jordan." That's not the same quarterback. Like, our guy makes mistakes, but that, no. Not that. That's just trash. Like, so it was it was cool to see because it's just like, it, it did kind of set a floor for me a little bit to where you can get down to a level where it's like, okay, maybe he's not the guy. But that, that guy, that guy's gone. Like, I, I, I don't see him ever doing that again. That's just complete garbage. I'm not saying he was garbage. Tonight. Like, there were some really nice throws in that game or whatever, but it was just really volatile. Like, some of those throws... We're just like, I don't think I've seen that this year, period. Is is as bad as he's been in spots. Some of those are like, what are you doing? Just look very erratic and everything else. And he just he feels more poised and in control. And that's always been like since week one. He just comes into it with poise. Now it doesn't always materialize into anything positive. But um as far as the what can we glean you know, I, I, I obviously we haven't seen enough to know. Um, I was going to save this for not tomorrow, but the day after his podcast. Tomorrow is well, you'll find out. Oh, stop yawning. Um, but the Dobbs, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, is sort of a cautionary tale, right? He was the darling of the NFL. It was it was this great, amazing story where he went on this run for I don't know however many weeks and was tearing up the league. And oh my goodness, I can't believe it. And then you see what he did against the Bears, and you go, ah, it makes more sense. He's just not very good. Now, you know, it's not necessarily fair to compare Dobbs and Jordan Love. They come from different places, have different abilities and um, aptitudes and whatnot. But, I mean, we've seen it with Kyler. Kyler seemed like he was the guy. Like, I was, I was for, for a brief period of time, I thought, like, this guy's going to be special. And then it just fell down, went downhill, and it just hasn't returned, especially with the injuries and everything. It's just, it's kind of a disaster. So we haven't seen enough, and I don't know when that happens. I think it's just, it's it's for every person to decide when are you comfortable with it? At what point are you comfortable? Because you got to understand, like, he's going to taper off at some point. Is it going to be when he's 45 years old, or is it going to be in, like, 45 days? You know what I mean? So he's going to have a career arc. Where is he at on that? Is this a, a fluky spike that is going to taper immediately? Is this just the beginning? What is your comfort level with that? And, and it, it becomes like a, an independent thing where some people are bought in, like I've seen all I need to see, he's the guy. Some people it's going to be, you know, late next year where they're like, I don't know, 
But that's that's really all it is, is, is a comfort level. It's just when we go into a game, do you feel confident that we got a guy in Jordan Love? And, and to some degree, I'm kind of already there, which is weird because if you ask me how confident are you that Jordan Love is the guy, not very. Going into that Chiefs game, how confident are you in Jordan Love as the quarterback? Kind of, I mean, I'm confident. Not that he's going to be elite or great. I mean, just just that he can do the job, that he's not just some goof goober backup like some of these other guys that are going to throw the game away. Like, I have confidence. You know, I mean, he might make some mistakes. He might not be good enough to win, but I just, I don't know. I just, I have confidence in him. It's just weird. It's like we watched that, uh, I mentioned it before. I've already given away my man card, but my wife and I watched that Married at First Sight show. And it's just strangers, they get married, and then there's these quote-unquote experts that like give them advice or whatever. But love is always one of the things that's such a sticking point. Like, are you in love? It's uh, so stupid. But there's always somebody that's hung up on like the word. It's usually the guy, which is weird. It's like, it's such a big thing. It's such a massive thing. Like, I don't want to just say it. And then usually what happens is they'll kind of lay it out, and they'll be like, well, okay, do you, do you have appreciation? Do you have this? Do you have that? And it's like, well, that's what love is. And I'm I'm bringing that up because it kind of feels that way with Jordan, because it's like, do you are you confident enough that he's your guy? Not really. He needs to show me more. Okay. How do you feel about him going into this game? How do you feel about him uh, navigating pressure? How do you feel about him being able to read a defense? How do you feel about him being able to find the open guy? How do you feel about and you know not everything's going to be a ten out of ten, but when you go through the list as compared to let's just say Sean Clifford was in there, it's night and day. We I think we all feel like he is a starting quarterback. Maybe Sean Clifford's a little bit unfair to to kind of but okay fine. Josh Dobbs. Is that Josh? Is that his name? Dobbs? I mean, honestly, it feels more like 2022 Rodgers than, you know, like backup quarterback level, where it's like, I know he can do it. It's just, I don't know how it's going to materialize, except obviously this is better because he's looking really good. But I I, I just, I think it just kind of dawned on me that I'm I'm maybe closer than I thought. Um, rationally, eh, I still can't get there. But just emotionally going into the game, like, I don't know, I feel pretty good about it. Do I think we're going to beat the Chiefs? Not really, no. Do I think we're good enough? Yes. Do I have confidence that they're going to continue to play at a, at a decent level? Yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know, it's, it's weird. But I tell you what, let's take our first break. We'll come back and hear from Kyle from Madison. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ryan, hey, what's up? Kyle from Madison. It is Black Friday and I'm working, but it don't matter. I'm, I think people looking at me weird because I'm everywhere I go, I'm like one foot off the ground and they can't figure out like, how is this guy levitating? That's right. I'm, I'm that high on life today. I'm literally my feet not even touching the ground. I, oh man, it doesn't even matter that I have to work today. I don't even care. Such a great feeling. I just had one comment I wanted to make because I made plenty last night. I don't want to steal the show more than I already have, but I thought I haven't watched any of the game again. But uh, one thing I forgot to mention yesterday when I was calling you, there is one play in the game I thought that probably goes unnoticed by some that I thought like exemplified the attitude of the team yesterday. And it, I couldn't tell you what it was in the game, but maybe this rings a bell. So God throws the ball out. I believe it was Amon St. Uh, Brown. And it really was his ball. Valentine was in coverage. It was good coverage. It was very sticky, but it was a good throw and a good catch. And kind of towards the end of the reception, you know, Valentine gets his hands in there. Wasn't really a 50-50, but, man, I freaking loved it because Valentine, he didn't care. He felt like that was my ball, bro. How dare you catch my ball? Right. And he just wrestled Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown to the ground, and he would not freaking give up that ball. He just kept wrestling and, and chirping at him right in his face mask. I, I freaking loved it. There was zero chance that that ball was going to be his. <laughs> he didn't care. It was his ball all the way, and he was going to let – he was going to let that Detroit receiver know that this is what it's going to be like every time. Even if you catch it, it's my ball. I don't care. I'm going to tell you it's my ball. I'm wrestling the ground. I'm not going to stop. I thought Heath on the other side of the ball had a similar play. Right there, that, that to me was like the total difference in the way this team performed was that kind of attitude. It is my ball. Don't even think about that being your ball. It's not your ball. You might even be the quarterback. still not your ball. We're going to take the ball and, and return it to its rightful owner, us, all the time, every time, coming back to us. 
And that was the mentality. I freaking loved it. I cannot wait to watch this entire game back broadcast, just the whole thing. What a wonderful day. Talk to you later, my friend. Take care, everybody. Yeah, I think that's one of many examples that you could probably give that just kind of help encapsulate what was awesome about that. Because as many people have pointed out, it wasn't just a win. You know, it's it's not just the fact that our score was higher than theirs. It's the way that they played. And we very rarely, as a Packers fan base, get to see the Green Bay Packers be the more physical team and against a team that has a physical reputation, especially against you. Hey, Kyle from Madison. What's up? Hey, I, I just wanted to verify something. So on that love-to-read touchdown... I, no matter what device I stream that on or what TV, I cannot see the ball be thrown. I, I'm not even, so I just want to call and verify that there was a ball in that play because no matter how much I slow it down, like I cannot see that pass on replay. That is an absolutely yeah. ridiculous pass. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I thought that when I went back and, saw it again. Um, somebody was showing it on social media or whatever, and it just dawned on me, like, that's one of those throws. I, I almost wish we could see it a little bit better, because usually you can kind of see, but, you know, how many times people have posted those highlights of, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whoever, where it's just it's just laced between defenders and right into the stomach of the receiver for a touchdown. Like, what? Like, I don't even understand how that's human. And those are the kinds of throws that we've kind of been waiting for for Jordan to kind of be like, all right, if you want to take another leap, go from like solid game manager to one of those guys. And he had a couple throws that were, and I'll, I'll use the lame term, wow throws. So just keep it up, man. That's it. Hey, what's going on, with Omar Firefighter? How you doing? What's up? Call him back again. I normally wouldn't call back this soon, but it's something else that had dawned on me. Um, that I was proud of uh, was Malik Chief. He did his thing. I was in there screaming, yelling when he got caught a couple passes. And I see how excited and energetic he was. And it, uh, it did remind me, like I said, that uh, I do would like us to get a wide receiver, like a definite number one guy. Um, and I'm not saying that we necessarily need him. I guess it might be a luxury pick. But it's like I would love to just have, like, a deep receiver core. You know you're going to have injuries. Christian Watson gets hurt every year. Um, so just knowing if you had you – know, because we really only got one speed guy. You know, we got a lot of possession guys. Wicks, you know, Keith and Dobbs. Dobbs have got a little bit of speed. But, like, if we could get somebody else that had, like, speed like Watson or real close to it, then if Watson gets hurt – we still got a speed threat. And if he's not, we got two speed threats, kind of like Miami. So that's the only reason why I'm, like, pumping, you know, at, like, hey, because they're deep and wide receivers. And I remember uh, last year you talked about that our GM always goes after the stuff that's deep in the class because yeah. they get pushed down. Good. Right. If the deeper the class is, the better players get pushed down. So, um, knowing that, it's like, hey, if we can find somebody in the second, I ain't going to have to be the first round pick, but we can find somebody like in one of our second round picks or something, man, that got that speed, that would be just awesome, and knowing that we got like four legitimate wide receivers, four or five, and somebody go down, we good, like 
when we had Driver and Jones and yep. Jennings and Nelson, like all that. Like that's like that's what I'm talking about. When we got that, and we got that for love, that'd be awesome. Um, but I, I mean, I do see other needs. We need, you know, tackle, safety, you know, cornerback as well. Surprisingly, even though they played, the backups played kind of good. Just I can see us going after those two, but. Just knowing, like, hey, if we if we got a surefire thing, you know, a real good wide receiver will really help as well. Um, and kind of like uh, Thompson, he just kept hitting, bringing wide receivers in. Like, if you ain't your guy, we got somebody else. And, then, you know, that way we, we stay, we ain't got to be in a position we was in where we ain't had nobody. I just think that's a good, you know, fit. Um, like I said, I like Wicks. I just don't know if he'll develop as a number one type of guy. But either way, go pack, go. Enjoy the win. Yeah, I like that we're kind of in a luxury position now where, you know, it's not the biggest need, but it would be pretty awesome to add that. I mean, it's something where it's not necessarily a weakness, and somebody might disagree with me about that, but I don't think wide receiver is a weakness. But it's also something where if you add a true number one, you can see how it would drastically help the team. So if you don't do it, all right. If you do do it, nice. <laughs> so I'm kind of okay either way. And I, I really don't think it's that unlikely, um, you know, because I, I, as of right now, there's just a lot of really talented wide receivers in the first round. So, I mean, you know, Marvin Harrison's probably checked that or crossed that off the list, but some other talented guys. And, um, you know, like you said, if it's, if it's a relatively deeper class and we're picking at 15, 16, 17, 18, I don't know where we're going to be picking, but it's possible. Especially the other thing I wonder about with wide receiver is, has everybody punched themselves out enough? Because people have been swinging so hard at wide receiver. I'm not saying people don't want still a number two, number three, whatever, because I know there's wide receiver mania going on. But how many teams have punched themselves out to the point where it's just, I mean, we have a ton of needs. We we need tackles and guards and centers. We need quarterback. We need, you know, defensive tackles. We need edge rusher. We need corners. And we've drafted wide receiver, you know, a ton the last several years. Just wonder if uh, wonder if that's a thing. Be interesting to kind of go look at some of the first-round guys and be like, you know, how many of you have, you know, like the Jets. They they went out and got, not to say that they wouldn't want another one, but is is wide receiver with Garrett Wilson on your team the biggest need you have? You have no offensive line. You've got a serious quarterback situation, and you're going to go out and get another wide receiver? Okay. If you want to, I guess. Not going to make much of a difference with that crap offensive line. Hey, Ryan. This is Jersey Mike. Um, so I've been thinking a bit about Jordan Love here. and I, I know you have and probably all other Packers fans. I've been trying to put my finger on just what kind of quarterback is Jordan Love and, and thinking about what that kind of quarterback looks like in the future. Um, so we can get some kind of idea. Now, this is absolutely not analytical at all. <clears throat> it's it's my eye uh, that I'm using to to guesstimate here. Um, the same eye, by the way, that picked C.J. Stroud over <laughs> uh, Bryce Young got him. and got that amazingly right so far. Um, just like to toot my own horn there. Anyway, um, but I think Jordan Love is this odd combination. What would you do, hypothetically, if we had a Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre hybrid <laughs> child, okay, sure. and he gets some of the best and some of the worst from both, all right? So, for example, 
he's kind of like Brett, where he's got that gunslinger mentality. He's going to throw the ball all over the yard. And he's just going to rifle it in there, absolutely. In some of the worst circumstances, too, just just because he thinks he can get his guy there and he thinks he can he can give him a shot to go get the ball, right? What happened with Favre? Eh, sometimes he would absolutely annihilate people and take over games. But then there were games that, you know, it was Brett Favre was the reason that we lost the football game, right? And I think there's a little bit of, a little bit in the Love's game that looks like that. Well, what about Aaron Rodgers? You know, absolutely holding on to the ball for too long, even when there's a guy underneath and uh, you can throw it to the, you know, the check down. But you just think, well, he can come open and you, you're looking for somebody downfield. At the last second, you just rifle it in there. Yeah, it's a first down, but, man, you almost got yourself killed. I think we see a little bit of that in Jordan Love's game. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If those are the worst things that he, he gets from them, but at the same time, you've got, you know, Aaron Rodgers, pinpoint accuracy on short passes. You know, have some problems getting the, the deep ball, you know, inside his receivers. But, man, anything within those numbers, he is absolutely on fire. You know, and, and Brett Favre, right, that gunslinger mentality is going to put the team on his back and just constantly rifle it in there and take those shots over the middle and take those deep shots. But sometimes it's going to come bite you in the butt. I'm really, I'm really thinking that's what Jordan Love is. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's more than enough to be a good quarterback in this league. Anyway, go Petro. You mean if he's an Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre hybrid, he might be good enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be fair, that is kind of what he is. Maybe not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean the best attributes only of both guys, but he kind of is. I mean, it, it's, I think he's more of a Brett Favre at his core, but he also spent a ton of time learning from Aaron Rodgers. And he also has that, um, you know, we'll, we'll just to get away from Rodgers for a second, sort of that Pat Mahomesian style where it's, you know, as you're running across your body, all that kind of stuff. So I get what you're saying. Um, because, I mean, again, it's not even really debatable. He is an Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre hybrid. The question is, is he, like, the best parts or the worst parts? And we're kind of seeing some of the best parts. You know, I mean, it's it's you see some of those cool throws like the Jaden Reed touchdown. That's more Rodgers-y. But this constant desire to just frickin' mortar these things down the field just has sort of a Brett Favre feel to it. Not that Rodgers didn't take shots. We know he loved to take shots down the field. But I don't know why. It just feels different. It feels more Brett Favre-y. Maybe it's partly because I don't know what's going to happen down on the other end of this. <laughs> it could be really awesome. It could be really horrible. I'm not really sure, but it just it just has more of a, I don't know. He just has more of a backyard. Like I I just I want this kind of a kind of a thing. Is a I don't I don't know. I don't I need to analyze it anymore. I'm not sure why it feels that way, but it does. Anyways, uh, I've been away AFK for a while, so I don't know where we left off. Why don't we take a break? Let me turn this volume back up. We'll take a break, we'll come back, and we'll uh, finish this thing off. We've got, uh, if I can get this going, Randy from Minnesota is coming up next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, this is Randy from Minnesota. Hey. Wanted to give it some time to marinate my mind. But you're absolutely right. I was listening to your podcast. I am feeling pure joy again, like I haven't felt since... Oh gosh, the earth or the mid nineties or when Rogers second, third year. I mean, it's just exciting to finally watch a game and it's not, Oh my God, we, we should win, but we lose. It's so terrible. Now it's like, what if, yeah. why not us? And it's such a refreshing feeling. All the drama's gone. All the make believe stuff is gone. It's just fun. And I really enjoy it. And, uh, hope it keeps going. I don't see why it can't. And I just want to thank you and the rest of the uh, Packernet podcast crew. And really enjoy your shows. And go Pack Go. Let's see where we go. Bye. Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, we just have a different outlook on, you know, if this was 2020, we would say that this year sucks. We wouldn't be looking at, you know, Rogers playing like Jordan's playing and being like, oh, man, this is the greatest thing ever. We'd be like, freaking, finally. You know, and, and what's up with those underthrows and what's up with this? Like, it's we still suck. It just gives us a better perspective on how to enjoy football rather than saying this is a garbage year and this is terrible. It's, it's like, no, this is awesome. I'll take that as a victory. Hey, Ryan, this is Aaron. I just want to, in my last call, um, I talked about how Jordan Love could have easily run it in for a touchdown and made it 36 to uh, uh, 14 at that point or whatever it was. Um, but he slid, and that's totally cool. Uh, for the game plan-wise, I mean, it makes sense that he wouldn't have risked it, and I'm happy that he didn't risk an injury there and by getting hit, whatever. But can you imagine if Jordan Love ices the Detroit Lions by doing like a 50, I forget whatever the yard it was, <laughs> by doing like a 50-yard touchdown run on Thanksgiving, can you imagine how much Bears fans, Lions fans, everyone would have, like, just died inside? Jordan Love 
single-handedly had the opportunity to rip the heart out of the Lions and more fans in the NFC North. He had the opportunity to do that on his own, and he did not. He chose to go down and play according to the game and how things were going and taking time off the clock. I respect the hell out of Jordan Love because he could have easily done that. He could have been like, you know, this is what you have to deal with. This is what you've got, but he didn't. He took a humble route of just going down and being the quarterback to win the game. I respect that guy so much. And, yes, he still needs to completely 100% prove consistency. However, I'm very happy. Like, if we have not only a good quarterback but a humble one who's a good leader, man, I, I, I'm – it's, it's – Two days later, two days later after the Packers' victory, and I could not be happier right now. Just whatever happens going forward, it's just have seen what we saw. Ugh. It's been a horrible Thanksgiving weekend. Like my wit, my back window in my car got broken, and but I'm but the Packers won in convincing fashion. What could be better than that? Anyways, just wanted to say that. Bye. Well, sorry about your window. That definitely sucks. Um, and yeah, I don't. I don't specifically remember. I remember him taking off and running. I mean, my recollection was he was about to get hit, but I, you know, I don't remember things very well, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it, and that's another cool dynamic. And it, I, I like that they don't pull it out of their back pocket very often because you kind of forget it's a thing. You know, it's like maybe maybe other people are thinking it, but I'm, you know, fourth and one or whatever. I'm just not thinking Jordan's going to take off and run with this ball. And uh, maybe that's one of the benefits also of, you know, not doing the QB sneak thing because you're setting that up. You know, if you're, if you're constantly doing QB sneak, QB sneak, QB sneak, and then one of the times you take the ball like it's going to be a handout, you might be a little bit more leery. I'm not saying you run a couple, a bunch of stupid plays just to set up another potentially stupid play if you could just sneak it up the middle and, and convert it. But let's say you can't. Let's say you've been trying to run the sneak and it's like, oh, actually, our team sucks at doing this. We can't do it. Um, I, it's just, it, it's, it's a very cool thing that uh, seems to have a pretty high success rate when they choose to run that and just don't do it very often. Hey, Ryan. Goose here. Hey, Goose. I'm just calling to say that I definitely got something wrong about this team in general this year. Okay. I was looking the whole time at just what they weren't doing right, and I was forgetting the whole reason that in 2021 I said, that's it, we need to move on from Rodgers. We need to change the team up. You know, different field going on here, and that's that this team at no point this season, so the one thing that I hated the most about the Packers of the last five, six years, when the Lions started coming back on Thursday, when they were starting to get some momentum, they didn't crumble, they didn't fall back, they didn't get soft. They went out there and they went to win and they played hard 
no matter what happened. And that's been the theme of the season. And that's been the number one thing I've wanted from this team for so long. And I'm really quite upset for myself. But see it. That I discounted all of that that I believe is so important in the football team because there was some poor performances going on from some young guys who are out there learning to win. And I just think this team, maybe this year, isn't going to go as far as all of us Packers fans would love to see it go. Well, I think this team has it. They have that don't quit. We're never going to surrender. You know, Lombardi. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing of us needing to relearn the DNA of this team. You know, we we always kind of got a sense of how things are going with the old Packers team. And usually if things start, you know, you feel that momentum swing the other way, it's like, oh man, we're going to lose this freaking game. And then it just ended with a win. And you're like, oh, all right, dope. (laughs) Not to say I wasn't getting nervous when they scored the touchdown and went for the onside. Like, please don't do this. But yeah, I mean, they they, they did fight. They, They kept on fighting. And that has been a part of this new generation's DNA, right? The the second half team, which is just an unusual thing. Not a good thing, you know, to when they didn't show up in the first half and then showed up in the second half, but um it's an it's a nice attribute to have. It's it's a, I shouldn't say nice, it's a stupid word to use. It's an essential attribute to have. That if nothing else, they seem to have that. And that's gonna come in handy. You know, I mean that there's been just a lot of bad games where they're just not playing well and they lose, but you know, I mean, if you're trying to build a championship football team, that's something that, you know, as you become more, I mean, maybe we'll see it this week even. Might be jumping the gun, but, you know, if you can play as well as you did last week and you go up against a premier team, it may come down to the wire and you're going to need to fight. That's that four-quarter fight that that has been a struggle, not just with this current crop who's struggled to give us four quarters early in the season, but even the, you know, the Rodgers-led Packers. I mean, they, they just struggled in the area of consistency a lot of times. And it, it seemed to be either we dominate you or we get dominated. You know, either we're the better team or we, you know, try to take our biggest swing at you and we see that you aren't phased and we quit. Like, oh, forget it. I don't want to. It's like you ever, I don't know if you were that kid or I, I think I kind of was, but when you realize you weren't going to win the game, you just kind of start pouting. You know, you, you throw a gutter ball when you go out bowling and you just like throw it, you just start getting all pouty. Then you just start throwing more gutter balls and then. By like the third one, you just start throwing it in the gutter, just saying, I don't care anymore. Just being that little D-bag kid. That's what it felt like the Packers were. Like, yeah, we're going to smoke you, bro. And then we go three and out. It's like, well, that sucked. What the heck is that all about? And then you don't play as well, so you do it again. And just by halftime, it's just like the team gave up and you get annihilated. It's like, what the heck was that? Hopefully the team continues to do what it's doing. Anyways, um, I I didn't want to cut it necessarily this short. I know we just took a break recently, but uh, I do have to get out of here. Got stuffs to do. But uh, anyways, you guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.